Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Nowhere Podcast. Today we're talking about Roundwick with Hayne Wildman from PPD. How you going? Thanks for joining Happy me, mate. How Pleasure. Are you? Really well, mate. You've you been good? Good, good. How's, how's um, business been for you? Mate, it's been uh, good. We've got a little bit of a sprint towards the end of the year now. So, um, yeah, good little sprint to the December. Then looking forward to a, a good break. Yeah, awesome. What about yourself? Yeah, really busy. Like business hasn't really slowed down. We didn't really get a break during COVID. Yeah, no. Nice. So, and I'm sure it's been the same for you, right? Yeah, looking forward to a break. Yeah, should be good. Awesome. Any plans for the break? Yeah, just going up to um, staying in New South Wales. Just going to go up the coast. Um, hopefully, when it all opens up, um, plan to go up to Byron and Yamba. Should be good. What about yourself? Awesome. Haven't got any plans as of yet, but I'm sure we'll make some. Nice. Sounds good. Um, I guess to, to start us off, just give us a bit of background information about yourself, how you got into real estate. That would be good. Nice, mate. Um, wrapped up school when I was 18 years old. Um, two years after that, I was kind of just floating around doing bits and pieces, um, gave carpentry a crack, Me worked too. out. At, did you? Yeah, yeah, nice. Worked out. Didn't want to, um, you know, was no good with my hands. So it was good I learned that early. Then um, was working in a in a bar and a restaurant for, um, you know, 12 months there. Did um, a good bit of traveling, went over to Europe for three months. And um, actually just before that, uh, a friend of mine, um, you know, was we were down at the rugby club and he was saying to me, um, mate, uh, I work in real estate. I reckon, you know, you know, you'd be pretty good. You should give it a crack. And I was like, all right, I'll, I'll do that part time. I was doing, you know, saving up to go away. Yeah. Um, ended up doing it, you know, thought, you know what, this is pretty good. I can be on, you know, the phone talking. I can, you know, be behind a desk a little bit, be outside, you know what I mean? Good mix yeah. where I thought, you know, some of the other jobs are either just behind the desk or you're on your feet too much. So I like that aspect of it. Um, so I did a couple of um, months there just, you know, doing bits and pieces, letterbox dropping, you know, on the phone, uh, going to appointments. And I went away for three months. I thought, yeah, you know what, I'll give this a crack. Came back, worked at that office for three years really enjoyed it that was in Ballard property in Double Bay really enjoyed my time there and then um, got a job offer uh, with my current boss who I've been working with now for four years um, up at PPD with Jason Panzer so that's been really good working alongside Jason Um, he's obviously been a top performer in the country for the last you know 15 to 20 years so learning a lot of him now and um yeah it's been good yeah awesome okay nice um and i guess in terms of ramwick you're obviously focusing on on that a lot what's i guess the the biggest demographic there in terms of the people demographic towards people let's say yeah it's a bit of a tricky one um it's kind of segmented into different areas of randwick so you've got like north randwick which is probably more affluent um you know it's right near the parks there the centennial park queens park and then the middle part is randwick junction where you might get a bit more of your working class um you know the the cost of living is a little bit lower there. there's a bit more apartments uh, it's, it's probably more built up in, in the Randwick Junction and then it even extends even further out to kind of what we'd call South Randwick where there's new developments so you, you know you get all, all types there you know young people who are students students there student affordability is high there as well but I mean we're talking there's 11,000 properties in Randwick it's like got to be the biggest suburb in the eastern suburbs um so it's just every demographic you could think of yeah wow okay big variety then yeah huge variety yeah and in terms of houses 
compared to apartments, what is there more of? I think the split's roughly 6,000 to 4,000, 6,500, 4,500. So more apartments, uh, but a lot of homes, yeah. Yeah, okay. And in terms of a house, like how much would be the, say, medium house price? Again, because there's so many, is it? And, you know, the, the closer you get to North Randwick, generally the higher the price, and then towards, you know, Randwick Junction. So that's a drop off a little bit, but then it gets, you know, over to the south side, which is like near the spot, which is a beautiful little area. There's not a lot of apartments, more homes. So, you know, the prices pick up again. I'd say for a freestanding home, you know, I'd say the median would probably be about four million. It can go up as high as you know eight and a half, um, and then for semis you'd be looking around the three million mark, and then apartments you'd be um, you know to enter the market the lowest you could probably get for a studio probably be about five hundred thousand. Yeah, wow, okay. Yeah. And has there been quite a lot of growth over the years, like in the recent years? Yeah, I, I think so. The um, the train line that went through, uh, that got put into Randwick was a, a big boost, making it a lot easier to get out to the um, the city, the light rail. That was huge for the area. A lot of talk about it for a couple of years and then it got built and now it's just been finished. So um, the accessibility, being able to just get on one, you know, light rail go straight into the city you know when everything goes back to normality that'll be um yeah it's, it's been huge. For, so it sounds like it's very convenient for people very convenient transports everything right yeah. and randwick is you know the a connecting suburb between the city and the beaches that's why people like it you know you can get on one bus go to the very central beach one bus go to the city so the light rail has just you know expedited that trip out to the city it's been huge for the area yeah. okay and apart from, I guess, the easy access for people, what else does Randwick have to offer? It's a beautiful middle ground. So parts of the suburb you'll see very close to the, the parklands. I think that's a huge one. You get a lot of people who really want to be close, you know, parkside. So Centennial Park, Queen's Park, um, you know, borders on Randwick. Um, that's a huge driver. That drives prices massively. People wanting to be near those two, you know, they're the biggest parks in um, eastern suburbs. So that's a big driver. And then, you know, sometimes it can be seen as, you know, a bit of a stepping stone suburb you know they get priced out of your clovellies coogees brontes um you'll they'll go to randwick yeah. you know they'll, they'll save up their money and then they'll you know jump across to you know a more expensive suburb that borders onto the beaches so it, it's such a multi-purpose suburb and it still has a lot to offer for those like young families it does yeah it does you've got your parks um great cafes restaurants around the spot again it's such a big suburb it offers everything good schooling you know what what are the schools in the catchment area schools in the catchment area for public schools you're looking at randwick public or rainbow street public um, rainbow streets more on the southern side uh, randwick public's on the northern side and i think because the suburb is so large it also taps into the waverley primary school as well the very north end um, again like there's 11,000 dwellings there's you know so many kids that need to be schooled there and then for high school the public system is the Randwick Boys and Girls High which is a great school yeah okay lots of options then lots of options and privately you're talking like Marcelin, Brigidine, Olsh 
um, I may have forgotten another one. There's probably some private public schools, but yeah, endless amount of schools there at your fingertips, so it's great. And you mentioned the the northern side was the more affluent side. Yeah. What would you say? What would you say the more the top three performance streets were? Yeah, that's a great question. I'd probably say Darley Road would be probably the top consistent. It does every street, every house or apartment rather. On Darley Road, we'll be looking at the uh, at the park, or border the park, either Queens Park or Centennial Park. Yeah. Um, a couple of the northern streets, maybe like a Bishop's Avenue, is pretty consistent. Um, we're getting prices for freestanding homes over the five million dollar mark. Maybe I'd say Wentworth Street as well. It's a long street that you know goes right up to the Centennial Park there, and um, yeah, every time a house is listed over five hundred square meters, it seems like it's selling over five mil. So yeah, well. So, yeah. And what was the record, the suburb record? Record is in Bishop's Avenue for just over eight and a half mil. And what did that uh, get you? It was a five bedroom home, had a beautiful backyard, pool. There's been a couple around that eight to eight and a half and they're all very similar, you know, circa the 800 square meters, got the pool renovated. Um, you know, we're seeing a lot of buyers who so are missing out on, you know, Bellevue Hill, for example, they want the space and, um, you know, it's pretty much what you could get in Bellevue Hill a couple of years ago. You're now getting in, you know, North Randwick, and they're happy to pay that price. Come across. So. Mm. And what would you say the average land size is? Average for, land for size, freestanding home. Freestanding home. You're probably looking at about four to five hundred square meters. Um, you know, it's up from a lot of suburbs. So I think that's why it's a big appeal. You know, people can look at a, you know, 200 square meter semi in Clovelly, or they can, you know, get a 500 square meter freestanding home with a bit of backyard for a similar price. So, you know, the family's always weighing up. Do I get a bit closer to the water or do I have a bit of a kickabout with my son or daughter in the backyard? Um, that's kind of the debate we have. The trade-off. Yeah, that's what we have with the Location buyers. Location or do you want to have some more, more room to play? Definitely. That's it, yeah. Okay. So in terms of, I guess, the future, what, what do you see in the future of Randwick? Future of Randwick, I, um, I certainly see that Randwick Junction area um, evolving. At the moment, it's a little bit stagnant. Hopefully, we'll see the uh, the area around the spot kind of stay as is. It's very charming around there. It's um, It's got an old school feel. Uh, it's got an old cinema, the Ritz. Um, so hopefully that kind of pocket stays as is, very charming, but I think Randwick Junction would be great to have like a little bit of a clean up, a bit of an uplift. Um, I mean, the parks, they're always doing bits and pieces to the park, so I think that's always a good charm for that North Randwick, but yeah, around Randwick Junction, um, I think there's a bit to add value there, and I mean, you know, Randwick also incorporates, you know, the, uh, the races down there, the, um, which is ever evolving as well. So yeah, there's a, there's a lot of you know, future in, in Randwick, um, but yeah, that's, that's what we're seeing for the future in, in Randwick, mainly that Randwick Junction area. Yeah, awesome. So basically just to catch up with the north, northern side. Yeah, I think like you look at Bonnet Junction and then you look at Randwick Junction um, and it's like chalk and cheese. Like it's just a little, it's like, you know, it's like 10, 15 years behind, I think. There's a lot to add value there. A couple of good shops could go there and um, you know that, that area would really take off. And draw more people to want to live Definitely. in Definitely, yeah, and it'll bring the median prices up. It, it'll be great for the area. Yeah, okay, awesome. And I guess like you obviously have a lot of the market share in Randwick. What draws people to use PPD? Yeah, great question. Um, 
you know, our company does have majority market share in Randwick and, you know, I think it's just that connection that we do have between the beaches and Randwick. Um, you know, we've got really good market share around Bronte, Clovelly and Coogee and it's, it's very simple, you know, the buyer, they'll start their look, searching process with the hopes of landing in like a Bronte, a Tamarama, a Clovelly, a Coogee. In reality, what they have to spend, they'll end up in Randwick. So, you know, we're not getting these buyers that are coming through and, you know, they have a look at the property and they're not ready to act. We would have met them at, you know, two or three opens already um, and helped them progress them across to Rand. We can realize the value uh, for what they have to, you know, to spend. Um, so I think that's a huge reason why we, you know, get such good prices and we have good market share in Randwick. It's really knowing the buyers and you can only do that by selling in multiple suburbs where, you know, the franchise agency is a bit of an old, you know, model doesn't really work because they'll only sell in one or two suburbs, but they won't, you know, get to meet these buyers at other suburbs and, and bring them across. So I think that's a huge reason why. Yeah. It's, a good, it's a good point to raise as well because people have such broad search these days. Such a broad search. That they look in price points. They don't look in suburbs. And, you know, being able to cross-sell them from one suburb to another or expedite their search from a beachside across to a parkside suburb that Randwick is, is what we're, you know, sp you know specialty is. So so now that's been huge for us. Mate, for you, what do you think has been the biggest challenge um, for the buyers? For the buyers, yeah. So I think the biggest challenge for the buyers out there is just people not getting clear on what they can actually afford mm. because they are getting a bit misled from agents in terms of guide prices. Yeah. So I guess the biggest advice I can give to people is really just get clear on what you can actually afford. Yeah. So then you can be targeting the right properties, speaking to the right agents, yeah. and essentially not wasting your time. Because yeah, the longer you look at these properties that are out of reach, the further you get away from the next best alternative that you can actually afford. I think that's very true. And um, at the moment, you know, things are getting a little bit competitive. Like I would urge buyers to, you know, come up to what the, they think the price is worth off recent sales or properties that they may have missed out on or gone to. Like, you know, a guide's a guide. You can't always 100% rely on the guide. Mm. Recent sales within the last four weeks as well. Four weeks, yeah, because it's ever moving Anything up, down, sideways. Definitely. Yeah. But really appreciate your time, mate. No worries. Sure people got some gold through that. So. Thanks, mate. Take care.